Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Episode 351, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Good morning. Good morning. Flat, Um, not flat, flatter. Lifeline, flatline. How was that one? Nothing else comes close. That was good. I do like how, because... Five minutes ago, you look super irritated. I asked you what was wrong. I am and you're irritated. like, let's just talk about it on the show. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But you're first of you all look for like an angry bear. That is that is sort of true. Because that those aren't that's not what I would say. That's not something I would say. I would say ask me that on the on the show. Not let's talk about it on the show. I'd say ask me that on the air. Ask me why I'm irritated when we're doing the show. I am irritated. Okay. I'm very irritated. Why is that? What's and what's... I don't like. And I'll tell you what the best. Thing, no, no, I'll tell you the worst part about saying that is that I don't like to give that away. I don't like to show people my emotions. I don't like to let people know that I'm having a good day, bad day, whatever. It's like you know what? Every day I try to be the same with everybody. That way, it's just kind of like, don't fucking worry about me. But you asked, and I'll tell you. Okay. Part of it has to do with you. Oh. Okay, that's that's okay. It's weird. You want to call in our HR department? They can sit in on the call. Sure. Well, I'm right well, here. <laughs> okay. Well, what what's going on? We did not talk about Adam Johnson yesterday. Who is? The Pittsburgh not Penguins. Knows. The for, not the everybody former, knows. The former Pittsburgh Penguins player who died playing in the British Elite League, the Elite Hockey. I don't even know what it's called. I can't believe in, you can't believe they even still have a league over there, but it, whatever. That league used to be called the Bissell. Yeah. And then it used to be called something else. Well, it's paying it bills. Called, it's paying bills for uh, for a lot of players, right? Okay. All right. Um. So, so what, didn't really, what are you so, so, so irritated? He, he took the he took the skate to the neck and he died. And I and I and I and, and so when I first heard about this, I I don't know exactly when the incident happened, but I know when I heard about it and when it started to go viral. Okay. And so I did everything in my power to not see it. You asked me yesterday, have you seen it? 
And I said, I have not seen it. And all I assumed was it was a fluke incident because I played in the Richard Zednick game. I've seen the Clint Millar Chuck slice. I've seen these, any incident that it's ever occurred, that's ever occurred in hockey with, we've seen them all and they've all been fluke incidents. And then you start filling me in yesterday about how, well, I think we should wait to talk about it. And I said, I haven't seen it, but I just, you know, it's what a shame, you know, this, the neck guard thing and all this stuff and, and kind of went to all the, mm-hmm. the, the massive, t- you know, talking points about this subject that, you know, seem to be what are, you know, because the minute I opened up our, our show Instagram to go post our segment the other day, guess what I saw, which I've never seen before in my entire life, not even on social media. And I'm only on Twitter uh, and our show is only on, on Instagram, but barely was TJ Oshie advertising a neck guard and i'm like oh my god like uh, that was quick has this always been happening or did this just happen to come up and now like uh all these algorithms in this in the cesspool of the internet are able to now start spitting out these neck guarded uh commercials because some kid just died i mean i think that's kind of fucking sick you know it's like Gordon Gecko selling NASA stock after the friggin' Challenger crashed. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, that's kind of gutless. But, or maybe they're trying to do good. Or maybe they're trying to do good. Thank you for adding that. Because yesterday I posted the video after it came across my timeline or after you told me to watch it because now there's an investigation. Well, there's an there investigation. And there, and so here I am. So what did I do? Came across my timeline. I saw the video. I didn't want to see it, but I saw it. Mm-hmm. It didn't look as egregious. I had, I mean, there wasn't blood going everywhere, and it wasn't like. But I, and then I saw the actual incident, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. As a former professional hockey player, not a very flexible one, I have never seen anybody do anything like this in my entire life. So when I saw the video, I posted it. Kick or no kick. It wasn't about the video. It wasn't about the kid dying. It wasn't about, it wasn't about, hey, look, someone got sliced in the throat. It was, did this asshole kick this fucking guy in the head and now he's dead? And I wanted the court of public opinion, which, by the way, I've been hung by the jury before in the court of public opinion. So in the court of public opinion, I wanted, I wanted to know what people thought about this because there are kids out there playing hockey. It wasn't. Oh my God, what do you think of the video? So we took it down. I, we were getting abused for putting it up. Abused. I was because I put it up. Take it down. Oh my God, Petey Ribs, how dare you? People, faces of people that I know. People I know. And I'm like, do I get on here and do I explain? Like, hey, this isn't about like the kid dying. This is about the kid that kicked the fucking kid that died. And do you think his family's like ripping through the internet to see what people are saying right now? Sensitivity for the family. I get, listen, you don't think I'm, I guess my, I guess my thought is what if the player that did fall and escape did come up? What if he didn't kick him? 
why my thing is why why do you need in this moment need to spread and and ask an opinion of people who do gives a fucking shit what they think it's just not the right time to be discussing something of this nature person has died was it an accident that's not for us to decide that's for the investigation and the and the police and all they will do their due diligence on this situation but for me it's like why do we always have to use social media to ask freaking questions that maybe well because that's at this point at this point in time maybe we it's just not something that we because this want an answer to right now an answer uh, from people that i don't give a shit family i think his family fine i hear what you're saying then i guess i would like all the videos of the you know, the children in Israel and Gaza to be taken down as well, because that's that's just real world shit. Is it right? Is it right that that stuff's put up, Petey? So you can make it. Well, you know what? Is it what it what's it's it, not it's, because it's what's happening in the world. It's what's happening in the world. And I'm going to tell you what it's certainly as a father makes me look at things a lot differently. A lot like I take I, I'm certainly a lot uh more appreciative of the things that I have versus don't have when I see videos like that. So like when I post that video yesterday, all of that stuff went through my head, but this is a conversation. This is like, why, why do we shy away from the hard conversations? Like, like, why do we have to do it right now? Well, what do you mean? Why do we have to do it right now? A guy just got kicked in the face and, and, and and there's no way and there's no possible way that anyone can convince me otherwise. I don't know the player that did it. I saw what I saw. So why? Why do we shy away from that? So I you know what? I removed it. I removed it. Um out of respect for well, no respect for myself, but I removed it. I should have posted it from my own account. That's what I should have done, but I didn't. I, I don't really post anything from my account ever. Like I know your your thought is it's not about the person who died. You're talking about is this a kick or not a kick? I think it's just kind of uh, uh, a sensitive topic right now that quite frankly, doesn't need to be discussed on social media. It's not about being sensitive. It's about, you know, there will be a debate on that. There will be a debate on neck guards moving forward in hockey. Just read an article today. Haley Wickenizer from Toronto Maple Leafs is saying that, you know, every level should have protection and and should have to wear neck guards. English Ice Hockey Association making neck guards mandatory moving forward. So all of these, these are discussions that are going to be had because of this incident. But right now, when you have a criminal investigation on a player that had, let's say, an accident because someone had died from it, I don't think that a discussion on social media should be, did he kick him or did he not kick him? 
well, uh, what is it? Is he alive or not alive? Like he's, we know he's dead. So now what? It's fucking. It, did he kick him or not? Like if the question, why even raise the question then? Well, you just said you hate social media. No, no, not me. I'm not saying me. The question obviously came up for a reason. So I, I'm asking it from the criminal standpoint, from the standpoint of the legal aspect of it, not from the standpoint of like, hey, let's roast this guy on social media. Uh, no, none of that. It's it's literally the legal aspect of it. Like there are videos that have circulated uh, in, in years past where people have died and we've watched it and it's gone instantly into the court of public opinion before it even goes to a jury. So, I mean, what's the, this is now a criminal issue. This isn't a hockey game act. There's no die playing hockey. Like if I had told you that somebody was going to die from a skate blade or going head first into the boards with a broken neck first, which one would you have picked? Probably would have said boards with a broken neck. Yeah. You know what the problem is with things like this and arguments is that People can find like it's just a little thing to hold on to that will that they can grasp onto their argument and just hold on to it, fight with that point, even how fucking weak it is. Take it down, take it down. Petey, how do you post that? How do you guys do that? Give me a goddamn sensitive for the family. No. No, this is now it's a goddamn crime scene. Sorry. And I'm the lead investigator. Well, we'll all have our opinions on on how to handle that, I think. And, and you know, not saying one's right or wrong. It's just how you look at it and view it. And, you know, I, I understand how you're looking at it. You're not looking at it as, you know, you're clickbait. not. Uh, you People say you're using the, someone's death as clickbait. No. I mean, you could see it that way. I can definitely see how you see it that way because that's you just want to find a reason to fucking put what I did in a negative light. That's fine. I can do that for, you know, your perfect moral compass. I'm sure. But well, why'd you put it out there then? Because I believe the guy kicked him in the fucking head and I wanted to have a conversation about it and hear what people had to say. I did not think that people were going to be like, why, why do you need you, to hear? Why, did you why do you need to there? hear? Why do why you need you to hear what there? people have to say? That's the whole point. We're going to talk about it on the show because that's what we do. Mm. Then what the fuck are we doing? And someone actually wrote that. They're like, if you guys are, are, if you guys are, like, when we took it down, and someone's like, if you guys actually left your job from a place where you can't voice your opinion and can't speak, yeah. well, can't listen, do this, can't do that, and now I have something that I want to fucking talk. I don't about, have, but I don't, don't have a problem talking about this on a podcast. You and I together, cordially talking about a podcast because I don't need the opinions of others. I don't really give a shit what they think about in this situation. All I know is. A very, very, very unfortunate situation has happened, which has caused death. And if if we want to discuss this and debate this on on our podcast, it's very different than sending out what people are calling a clickbait discussion. Because why the fuck do you need to know what other people think about this situation? Well, because someone people, has died. People watch hockey. This is this is a hockey incident. So someone said, so hold on, so hold on. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. You know what? You're absolutely right. You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service 
Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. Hey, Andrew. You ever been in a car crash? I know you have because you're a terrible driver, but fortunately for me, I haven't, but I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino Law, 800-555-5555. For a car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. Someone actually called us out on, me out on this, us, me, but I was, was, and they said, funny, you guys will comment on this. And then take it down or something, and then but you uh, avoid the, uh, what was it? The try. I I don't want to go back and look just because I I just don't care. But something like the Kyle Oposo play. What about it? I don't know. I think he thought that it was filthy and that we didn't mention it because we know him. That's funny. Is it really that? It was really that bad. That's even Kale McCarr said it wasn't that bad. It was more on Kale McCarr. I mean, that's. But we're we're not talking about we're talking about a a, an incident uh, in a hockey game where the speed of the game is so fast, and we're talking about grown men, strong grown men playing on blades. Okay, and a, a little movement, a little shot in the hips or something, you lose your balance, you go into the boards. It's not it's not dirty. I would say it's, uh, you know, that was one play in the NHL and all the times that I played hockey was my most concerning thought is going back for a puck with a forward right behind me. And I think we've talked about this before many, many, many years ago where I feel the forwards had no respect because the forwards weren't the ones going for the puck. They weren't the ones that got injured. It was always the defenseman. So it was a dangerous play and there will always be some sort of danger in the game of hockey. But after the game, when you have, you know, Kyle Poso, who is not a dirty player whatsoever. So I'm not going to sit there and roast them. Did he was he part of the reason why Kale McCarr went flying into the boards? Yes, absolutely. But that's that's part of the game of hockey. There's going to be things that happen sometimes that surprised you, you know, didn't address the McCarr Oposo controversy. What's the controversy? That's that's why I didn't bring it up. Because you, I mean, that happens. That happens in. But I don't have to question Kyle Oposo's intent when he's on the ice. Yeah. That's the difference. Like, I mean, yeah, look at the two players. One super fast going back for a puck so he could easily toe pick. And the other one is like a guy who is the last thing he would do is put any pressure on. I think he was steering him with his arms. He was yeah. steering him. Like just got him in a bad situation like, where, you know, but again, but but I can't say you wouldn't know that because you didn't play the game at that level. I can't say that. Can't say that. But I can listen to every every expert in football who's who's whose highlight reels only come from Turkey Bowl Thursdays on Thanksgiving football games. Fuck me. We live in an interesting world, man. Sorry I put it. I'm sorry. The most importantly, 
before I end this discussion, because I'm not going to change my opinion on anything. If anything, those they Good. made me. But thank you. Yeah, you thank you to the people that supported putting it up. And there were a lot. There were a lot. And and cool ones, too. We have some really cool uh, people that follow us and they constantly message us and we'll DM them because they're 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 so awesome. But then yeah. you have some that are just like they just want to do anything they can to just kind of make make you look like you've done something wrong. I don't think I did anything wrong, but if I did embarrass you in any way, I apologize. That's so. why we, you know, listen, I mean, we come on here this morning and we talked about we talk about all these types of things and uh um you know, listen, I mean, I'm I'm not a I don't really don't care what people think or what people say. Um my 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 only thing with this situation is it's god man it just makes me sick to my stomach when i when i sit and think about it and i have to watch the video it's 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 a really tough video to watch and there is some there is some question marks there is some question marks that go along with the video hence the police investigation into this they're looking into this they are doing more than just like this is a closed book accident happened it's done um no the video whether you look at it in a certain light you have questions there's no questions and and, and the police right now are asking those questions and for me it's just a it, it really is a uh, topic of conversation that i choose and don't want to be a part of right now. Fair, fair enough. And, and it's, it's kind it's of, a con- it is, but can I tell you something? It is a conversation that I, I do want to have because I played in that game with Richard Zednick and I don't like to sit and talk about, you know, certain moments and incidents that happened over and over and over and over again. Spent seven minutes talking to somebody the other day about the Ottawa brawls. The most time I've spent talking about it in the last five years, because we don't even talk about it, but that's Zednik game, man. That was one of the most messed up things I've ever seen. The first time in a game that I ever thought I would see somebody die. I thought when he skated by the bench, I thought that was the last time we were going to see Richard Zednik. I swear to God, there's my the amount yeah. of blood that was shooting out of his fucking neck. I was, I guys couldn't. You want to talk about not talking about it? I turned to I, Tim Connolly, one of the most superstitious guys I've ever met in my entire life. And I remember I said to him, I said, did you see what happened? It was like, it was shortly after where everyone was just kind of like in disbelief and they, they didn't know what had happened. And Tim said, I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to discuss it. He was so superstitious and injury prone that he was just like, I don't even, he didn't ever talk about injuries ever about anything, you know? Yeah. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm very surprised that after that neck guards didn't become, more prevalent, like someone sliced their Achilles tendon. Now all of a sudden, we have these like uncuttable socks. socks. And stuff. Yeah, yeah uncuttable amazing. socks. You know, yeah. Who, who's the Who's the player that cut his Achilles? I think it could have been Carlson back in the day, and then all of a sudden they made socks that apparently skates could not cut through. And you know, listen, I mean, the skates di- still did cut through those those um, socks, but it was a lot harder. It was a lot harder. There would have been definitely protection there. So all I'm saying is, is there going to be some sort of technology and fabric that you can get in an under 
underwear that goes up into your, uh, you, you know, your upper neck that's going to protect your neck. That if something like this ever did happen again, it would be more of a skate hitting a throat and you would be bruising the, the throat instead of cutting it. You know, and I just hope that the, you know, maybe some technology in the future, you know, I have young kids and I always think about these things. It's just, uh, you know, you have young kids and, you know, you're looking, you're, you want, you want safety, you want safety. Hockey's, hockey's a physical, physical sports. And, uh, but you know, if we can, if we can make things safer in any, any way, then, then you want to, you want to move towards that. So a little Chris Terrian yesterday. After seeing the incident involving Adam Johnson, that Bush League needs to shut down for investigation immediately. I was literally appalled and sickened by what I saw. It looked intentional. It was a kung fu kick. My eyes are not lying to tell me I'm wrong. Horrible incident. I can't imagine what that family is going through. I refuse to believe the defender targeted that area on purpose, but I do think it was an incredibly reckless attempt at disrupting Johnson's path into the middle of the ice. 100%. That was Mark Mathot. Chris Terrian responded, tough to see that kind of play happen. Totally reckless. Mm-hmm. That's because yep. we got this uh, this this woke Twitter thing just lighting our asses up, showing this. I don't blame them. I mean, yeah, we took, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, 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 I'm, I understand the sensitivity of it. I do. But I also understand how fucking embarrassing it is that you know, people write in and say, don't put that up. That's terrible. Take it. Down. I think that is just your, uh, I, and I know some of the people that did it too. I know. And I, you know what? We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. All right. So thanks for letting me get that off my chest. And for even engaging in the conversation. Cause, uh, doesn't seem like that was something you wanted to talk about, but You're taking the next topic. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What is it you wanted to talk about? There's something on your mind. Well, you know what? I was I was just on the 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 NHL website, and it's just again Toronto or um Edmonton played Calgary the other night in the Outdoor Heritage game, and Edmonton came and won a big game. Great for them. And I was just thinking to myself, I went on and started to you know, look up their team, where they're at. You know, Connor McDavid has played, I think, seven games or something like that this season. So he's been kind of banged up a little bit and just kind of like going, going over their team. And I came across uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Clearly, clearly. It's not even an argument that he has to be a top three player in the National Hockey League. Number one being Connor McDavid. It's undeniable, and I don't want to hear about it. You would say 
that a kale macar would be up there also i think right not a not a kale macar kale macar kale macar and i would i would put uh leon dreisaitl as as number three all day long you can have mckinnon in there or maybe an austin matthews but i just think with with what dreisaitl has done not just in a year or two years he's done it for five plus years where he's had over 100 points he's scoring 50 plus goals you're not you're not doing that just as mcdavid's sidekick exactly so my my thought when i started to kind of look him up his his point totals are just unbelievable, okay? And I think to myself, what, and you've always mentioned this to me, you always kind of joke. It's kind of, it's, I, I know you're not joking, but you're kind of joking about Connor McDavid and when or if he's going to leave Edmonton, right? You've, you've brought that up before. Well, I'm actually... W- Without disrupting your stance completely, I'm off that train, but I'll Ooh. explain. I'll explain that later. Okay. But go, okay. But go on. So I'm looking at Leon Dreisel, 28 years old. He's been in Edmonton. I don't see this team winning Stanley Cup. That's just me. I just do not think that they have what it takes. What it what they have, their goaltenders stink to high hell. Like they're it's not good. You know Skinner, Jack Campbell. Huge Boston Campbell. Um, their defense is when you look around at other elite defense cores around the National Hockey League. I f- I feel that this is an average defense core. They have some nice pieces. Don't get me wrong, but they're average defense core. When you got Darnell Nurse making nine point two five million dollars, mm, I don't know. I don't know if he's worth that, but that's not for me to say. But I just go to their 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 roster, their team. You have a $12.5 million Connor McDavid that's worth every penny. Then you have Dreisaitl, who, who need, he needs another contract. So at the end of this season, Leon Dreisaitl will sign. I shouldn't say that. He is going to be in the last year of his deal. He's going to be making $8.5 million. My thought about this is, do you think Leon Dreisaitl feels or you, do you think he's going to test the market? Like, why would he, why would you want to sign back in Edmonton? What he does will absolutely be a telling tale or telling sign of what McDavid's going to do. You think? You don't think? Well, the, the, there's a few ways. How, of, how could you? No, a few there's ways not. of looking at this. No, there's not. Just hear me out. Leon Dreisaitl is a, is a is a player on a team that is just he is world class. He is as good as you're going to possibly get. I find that the Edmonton Oilers are not blessed with an overwhelming amount of talent on their team. Their team is run ultimately by two players. They they win with these two players if one of them leaves how much do you think leon dreisaitl is going to make in his next contract he will be the next market setting forward so like connor um, minimum 14 14 million minimum matthew signed for what What will the cap be when he's 
but I don't it doesn't matter. Matthew's 13.25, 13.25 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're looking at 13 and a half to 14 million dollars. 14 million. Okay. 14 million plus another forward that's making 12.5. Who's going to need another contract after that one? I th- I just think that these guys are going to make so much money, the two of them, that they're they're not going to be able to spread the wealth through the team. You want to know why well, Sidney Crosby Stop won right Stanley this. Cups? Well, because well, he took he took less money to win. Hold on, hold on. Well, and because of what he took, Malkin couldn't go over the nine point five that he got. Like if Crosby gets to nine five on that deal, Malkin could still, when he's up, could have got to over ten. Like. The way those deals, I, I don't even want to get into that because the Crosby contract is 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 doesn't really count because it's what a twelve year deal or ten year yes. deal. Yeah, it was yeah. a twelve so, year deal. Twelve year deal. So the point is this that I was going to say. There's there's I asked you or I said to you, Connor McDavid's future in Edmonton will be determined by Leon Dreisaitl's next contract. And that is because I, I solely believe in the fact that the two of them know that there's no chance to win in Edmonton without the other. If this, if there's, they know they're going to get paid. Okay. And then the next question is what kind of a, what kind of, a, of contracts are they willing to accept to keep money available to lure players in? Does the name Jeff Jackson mean anything to you? No. The CEO, hockey operations, and alternate governor. Jeff Jackson. Okay. Okay. Key, key, key player in this whole thing. You, you, the name doesn't ring a bell, but the situation will ring a bell. Would you like me to read his resume to you? Sure. Okay. This is going to be the sole reason that Connor McDavid stays in Edmonton. Jeff Jackson. J-E-double-F. J-A-C-K-S-O-N, Jeff Jackson, double J. Jeff Jackson was appointed CEO of Hockey Operations for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club on August 3rd, 2023. In his new role, Jeff Jackson will report directly to to oil. Do you want me to not do this? No, I uh, actually know what you're going to say now. (laughs) Go ahead and finish for the people that are listening. Just, Just cut it short. It's long. It's his agent. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson will report directly to Oilers owner and chairman, Daryl Katz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what that is, is you know what that means? Jeff Jackson's going to tell the owner exactly what's wrong with the team through Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid runs the fucking Edmonton Oilers. There you go. He's negotiating with Dry Settle every road dinner right now. Th- that's, that is the key player in this whole thing. That is- will, who wrote that? Who, how would Jeff Jackson ever allow that to be written in his job description? I don't know. That is, so basically, may as well just put mole. <laughs> I think Leon Dreisaitl, the question that you have to ask for him is, does he want to always be in a situation where he's number two? He will never in his entire career be the guy who Dreisaitl. Oh, 
And I think, I don't know if that means something to him. I think, I think Leon Dreisaitl is more um, committed to, to winning hockey games and trying to win championships. I, I think Leon Dreisaitl will also get an opportunity this year and quite frankly, in the summertime to see what his team is all about. If the, if the Edmonton Oilers fail to make the playoffs, which is very possible, if they fail to make the playoffs, what makes you think that Leon Dreisaitl would want to sign an extension with the Edmonton Oilers? He's going to go from eight and a half million dollars to $14 million dollars. That is just taking more and more and more money away from the team to make it better. But there are teams out there, Petey, that Leon Dreisaitl would definitely make better. We know that for a fact. And there are teams that can afford his salary moving forward, which the there problem, aren't the, many the, teams in the league. The, here's here's the issue in Edmonton, and 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 it comes down to this: they have to figure out how McDavid stays there, and they can't worry about winning championships. McDavid is not enough to lure players like Jeremy Roenick, and I'm only using Jeremy as an example because he has said flat out, if there's a team in the U.S. that wanted him versus Ed, Edmonton and others to go play with McDavid, he would take the team in the U.S. because he's not going to go pick a team that doesn't have a chance to win to begin with. So. The team that he's going to might not have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle, but it might have like Bergeron, Marshan, Krejci, uh, you know, Pasternak, you know, my, you know, McAvoy, you know, two great goaltend, a whole bunch of depth on their roster that that is like this is a this is a this is a legit team. Or you go to another team like the Rangers or something like that. What what about what about Chicago? Chicago. I'm not. I'm not. Hold on. My point is the Oilers. We'll never draw. We'll never get the players that they need to win because it's not the destination. So their lifeline is keeping McDavid there to give the fans something to watch. Okay, but we're not talking about McDavid. No, we're talking about Leon Drysital. That's why I think Drysital is going to. That's why I think Drysital is leaving. Yeah, and it's it's going to be interesting to see. If they they do move him, knowing that mm, I think Leon Dreisaitl wants to go to um, another team, doesn't want to play in Edmonton anymore. They're they're coming down to crunch time. I mean, you have two of the very best players in the game, McDavid and Dreisaitl, that are the sole reasons that why you win hockey games in Edmonton. But I just don't think that they can afford those two guys and the salaries that they're going to demand. And they're, and they're both going to demand money very soon in the next uh, few years. I think Dreisaitl will go to another team. And I think that he's going to have options out there. I think there's teams that are set up to take on a salary like Leon Dreisaitl. And if he goes, but by Connor McDavid, you just wonder. You you ask yourself: Are are players like Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle? Are they just completely driven? Like, is the the their success tied to winning a championship? 
Like, is their legacy going to be tied to them winning a championship? Well, if Connor McDavid does not win a championship, he will go down as the greatest player in the history of the game of any sport to never win. Yep, I would agree with that. It's the equivalent to Michael Jordan never winning a championship or LeBron James never winning a championship. It is the, it is that magnitude. So let me throw this out there. If if Connor McDavid played for the Florida Panthers, how much better would their team be? First place. Why? Depth. Talent. Because you're gonna want because players are gonna want to play in Florida. All players around, don't want well to play in team. Edmonton. Yeah. You know, players do not want to play in Edmonton. They do not want to go through the harsh winters. Some people love winter. They love the cold. They love the snow. But there's many, many, many players that do not and would rather live in an environment, live in an area that it's like you're you're on freaking vacation all the time. And that's your job. I think Connor McDavid is in a very, very difficult situation. Number one, he's one of the highest paid players in the league. Um, and they just don't seem to have the ability to go out and get certain players that are going to help them depth wise to win, to win championships. I don't think, I don't think players want to support Connor McDavid. They would love to play on a team with Connor McDavid, but I don't think that players want to go to Edmonton. I think it's going to be the toughest haul ever. And it's going to be interesting to watch because Connor McDavid has three years, including this year. He has three years left on his deal this year and two more. And after that contract's done at he's, he's going to be what 29 years old or 30 at that point in time. And he's already made a hundred million dollars in this last contract. At what point in time does Connor McDavid go? I just don't, I'm not you don't think if he you don't here. think if he were up for a contract this year he wouldn't leave? If he were UFA this year he would not be an Oiler next year. So you're saying that he's going to be he's going to be an unrestricted free agent and he's going to leave in his last year? Well, I am not suggesting that he doesn't want to be an Edmonton Oiler. I think if Connor McDavid played on a team that was unbelievable in Edmonton and they were winning, he would be the happiest guy in the world obviously because winning is it, it changes everything. But all I'm trying to say is he's not. <laughs> so do I think he loves being an oiler? Yes. Do I think he takes pride in being the, you know, wanting to be the guy that, that brings a championship there? Absolutely. However, if he were a UFA this past summer, he never would have signed back there. Never. I don't know where he'd be going. Could we have the next Gretzky situation? Could you see Connor McDavid in a couple years go sign in Arizona to build that market? You know that people will go. If If that building, if their new stadium is in the right spot, they will fill that building. Can I not? Okay, can I say something? This is this let's let's have stupid lunchtime grade six talk for a second. There's only one team in the NHL that could ever right now pull off a trade 
with the Edmonton Oilers and make their team better in the process. Buffalo. Absolutely. What I'm not the saying hell are you doing, Kevin. No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, it would involve Power or Darlene. Start there. Your first round pick this year. Let's start there. Savoy. I'm not even gonna do this. No, no. P- think of the pieces that would be in it, not the deal that oh would be done. Think, think about the pieces that you could that would be offered that the Sabers have to offer. Think about that alone, without touching Thompson, Tuck. Your your think about Cousins. just the pro- think about just the prospects for a second. Coolidge, Rosen, Osterlin. Those are all first rounders. Your first yeah, just give them this all. year. Ben, I'm not giving them to them. I'm saying these are these are the assets that you could they could all pick from. Benson Savoy, your first rounder this year, your first rounder next year. That's already eight pieces, and you haven't touched your roster except for Benson. You have eight pieces right now. From that's eight million dollars in, in pieces to your team. Jack Quinn. Turka, there's 10 pieces that I'm not saying you give all those. What I'm saying is it's not like they could sit there and say they don't have anything. The deal could never be done. And we haven't even talked about moving up, taking money off the table yet. It would be Power or Darlene. I would throw Power in the deal for sure. Power would have to go. But you have the luxury of saying that because you fucking have Darlene. You don't need two. You don't need two of them. You really don't need two of them. Well, let me let me ask you this. This is and now we're going down stupid lane because you did it. It's my fault. Take yeah, your fault. Well, what makes response. you think? What makes you think you can't make a deal to get dry side all that? Well, you could have at the draft because you picked him. You picked Sam Reinhardt. Oh, it. stop! You could have done it. Could have had dry saddle first. Could have had him. Way to go, Tim Murray. <laughs> uh like, does Dreisaitl look at the Buffalo Sabres, look at this team, and you go, holy shit, man. They got a lot of really good players on that team. Or is he like, uh, it's Buffalo. Buffalo wanted to come to or Buffalo. McDavid wanted to come to Buffalo. I think yeah. he had, he was, I think he, he had. played for Erie. Yeah, he played for Erie. He's from Toronto. He would have, I mean, he wanted to come to Buffalo. So if you were to say to him, hey, we're going to trade you to Buffalo, we're going to get like seven or eight pieces, and we're going to take on, what's, do they have any shit contracts we can take? Just for fun. Let's just keep doing this for fun. No, just, we're not we taking can... shit contracts. We're going to give shit contracts. You can have Olison. They have to take Olison. That's the deal. If you're going to take that prospect over that prospect, yep, you then you it. have to take Olsen. Absolutely. Listen, sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I understand that. But all I'm saying is if they're the only team that could actually make an offer that Edmonton could consider without damaging the core of their team is the Buffalo Sabres. Tell me I'm wrong with that. I would have already called. If I was the general manager of this team, I would have called. Well, let me tell you. 
I mean, if Tim Murray can walk around Buffalo and tell every everybody on Chippewa Street at the hot dog stand at four in the morning that he's gonna he's gonna twenty percent offer Steve Stamkos, then then I can say that. Yep. Yep. Well, that would be something. Now you got my wheels turning, and uh, Pick, that is Levi? so hilarious. That's so Levi? hilarious. Levi Lukanen. Absolutely not. Throw one of those guys in there. You're good. There's so many. There's so much even... depth. My God, it, it, it it's endless. What what the Sabers have right now? Ryan Johnson, All right. first round pick, coming up tomorrow or tonight will come out our Seneca side notes and we will talk about Benson and Savoy's situation and what's happening there because uh, Benson's coming up on the nine games and, and he's getting better and better. And Matt Savoy is rocking it in Rochester and he's got a five game stint there. So there are some scenarios that could play out. We'll break them all down. We'll give you all the scenarios that's going to post tonight. Make sure you download it, listen it, listen to it tomorrow when you're, in the shower, brushing your teeth on the way to work, during work, during your while your boss is talking. I don't care. Just give it a listen. Thanks for listening after the whistle. Presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. You're outstanding today, Craig. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs>